he were rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be made rich. Sounds like an exchange to me. Amen. Amen. That's right. Because the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. How do you like that? Does that work? Oh, it's good. It's good stuff. You might have to hold my meal before we even start. You know, religion wants to tell you that you're a sinner and you sin every day in word, thought, and deed. And so what do you do if you believe that's who you are? You sin every day in word, thought, and deed. But that ain't who you are. That's who you used to be. We don't have to. Amen? Because that which is born of God cannot sin. It's a new seed. It's a new way. It's a new way to live. Woo, glory to God. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Well, last Saturday I was sitting at, at the hotel in Dallas, and Dr. Charles uh, Stanley came on, and he was sitting in his chair. He's probably got to be 90. he got to be and preaching. And he made a statement. He said, when I was a little child, my, my grandmother put a foundational word in me that has sustained me and guided me my whole life. And, and I perked up, and he said, when I was a little bitty kid, she helped me memorize Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Next verse. Have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you, whithersoever you goest. And then he said in the next verse, he, God gave me, was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And you know, I got goosebumps because you know what? Those were the first two verses I memorized when I was first saved. And those verses has guided my life too. See, it's very important that we give our kids foundational words to, to build on. It's, it's not enough just for us to have them. They need that foundation in their life. They need the word of God in their life to build on. You've got to have a word in your life. To build on. And I, I, I got to thinking, you know, that's the source. You got to have the, found, the word in your, God, your life to build on. And I was thinking of others that, that I began to add. Now, I want you to understand something about meditation. Meditation is not memorization. Meditation is like a cow chewing the cud. You take a verse and you just look at that verse in every way, and you ponder it, and you think about it, and you take it apart, and you put it back together, and you chew on it and chew on it. That's meditate. Day and night, that you may observe to do all that's written therein. And then he'll make his way prosperous, and you'll have good success. And I thought of other scriptures that was foundational for me. One of them, we'll read it, Psalms chapter 1 says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he doth meditate sometimes. Day and night, 
And he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall what? Prosper. And I would that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers, Third John verse 2. God wants us to prosper. But it goes on to say the ungodly are not so, right? We know that's true. In Psalms 119, verse 9, was another scripture was foundational to a brand new Christian for me. And it says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed there according to your word. By taking heed to your word. How do you cleanse yourself? By taking heed to your word. And verse 11 says, Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. See, all those was life to me. Psalms 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And one with, I've recently over the last few years, 165, says, Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. How would you like to be the place where nothing offends you? Great peace have they that love thy word, and nothing shall offend them. You know what it is? Once you get your identity and you know who you are, you don't have to defend anything. You don't have to be upset about the wicked and what, he, what he's doing because you know the end and you know where it's coming from. Amen? Another one, Proverbs 4.20 says what? My son, what does he say? I want to read about down to verse 25. Okay. Attend unto my words, incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them, and health for all your flesh. Wow. What was that? There we are. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Health to what? What is? Your word. Ponder the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established. Turn not to the right hand or to the left. See, those are, those are scriptures you need foundational in your life. You just got to have it. You got to have it. So you have a foundation to build on. And see, we're living in the days where what? This is not popular much anymore. I mean, you can get on TV sometimes and listen to a preacher preach for an hour and never use one of these. Am I wrong? See, we have nothing apart from the Word of God. So, you know, I was telling Mary, he looked at this, he said, you know, that, that looks like a, a, a used word. I said, yeah, it is. Matter of fact, you know what it says down here? Uh, I was looking down here somewhere. It says, uh, well, anyhow, it's here somewhere. But what he's talking about is we have a newborn that likes to eat every three hours. So how many of you know how old this would have to be for me to have a newborn that likes to eat every three hours? She ain't here today, but that's how old this is. But you know what? It's just as fresh today to me as it was 30 years ago or 20 years ago. And it's, it's a message we need and needs to be preached on a regular basis because it's life and it's health. And, and so now I've got my order all messed up here. I was blessed when I saw that. So I know this thing's years old. 
But you know, we need the Word of God. So, I want to start by looking at James 1.18. I guess I've already started, hadn't I? Father, we thank you for your Word, and Lord, we just ask you to help us to allow you to put your Word in our hearts. Lord, we just thank you that your Word is our life. It is, it's life to those that find us, and health to all our flesh. And Father, we thank you for your Word, your treasure of your Word. And we just bless you for it in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Golly. Whoa. James 1.18. Now, I'm going to read it uh, in the Amplified in a minute. But James 1.18. Of his own will beget he us with the word of truth. With the what? Word of truth. That word beget means to generate, to breed forth. Is what that. We were bred forth through the word of God. See, we're not talking about something that really is, is not that important. We're talking about the living Word of God that has the power to create. And he says, Of his own will beget he us with the Word of truth, that we should be kind of a firstfruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to wrath, slow to speak. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore... Lay apart all filthiness and supernaughtiness, superfluity and naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. You know what's interesting about that word receive? It's not the same word we talk about a lot of time in Lambano. This is a different word that means that someone comes and places it in you. You allow a person to come into your life and to plant something in you. It's a passive word for you receiving that. God implanted that word into your life so it could bring forth life. It has nothing for you to do other than just be open to receive what he's planted in your heart. You, you see that? The engrafted word, which is able to what? Save your souls. But be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. What's he saying? Let that word produce its fruit in you. Let it bring forth after its kind. Isaiah 55.10, he says, For my words are not your words, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And he says, As the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my words and your words. And, and he says that, that the word comes down and it produces what it's after its kind. It'll bring forth fruit. So shall my be, word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return void, but it shall accomplish its purpose. Amen? That's, that's the purpose of his word. It has the ability to pr- produce after its kind. So receive with meekness that word. And that, that is the word engrafted means implanted, rooted in the heart, and has the power to save your soul. The truth implanted in us will build the very life of Christ in us. That's the purpose of his word. Jesus and his word are one. In the beginning was the word. Before there was anything, I mean anything, the Word was. There was nothing but the Word. And it says, and and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What did that say? God is the Word. That's His identity. He is the Word. In the beginning, the Word was, and He was the Word. And, And without the Word, nothing was made that was made. And the Word, Jesus, is the Word. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And the words that I speak, they're not my words, but his words that sent me. And the, oh, 
It's, it's so, to understand this, you've got to understand that everything was created by the Word of God. Matter of fact, Hebrews says the Word of God, the world was framed by the Word of God so that the things that are seen were not made of things that do appear. The earth and the heavens and everything was framed by the Word of God. God's Word is what, what created that. Amen? The Word was with God, and the Word was God, and, and then it says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. And of the fullness have we all received grace for grace. The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. You know what's astounding? There's nothing wrong with the law. You know, it, David, look at David's life, what he said about the law. He's the one that wrote all these scriptures. I esteem the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. It's, it's more life to me than the food I eat. See, the word of God is alive and active. We're not talking about the, 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 the law that people's trying to keep. We're talking about the, the word that God spoke to us. Everything he's spoken, the word's perfect. There's nothing wrong with the law. The problem is us. That's been the problem all along. It's not the law. It's perfect. And you can be saved by the law if you can keep it. Is there anybody out there that can do that? Have you met anybody? Uh, well, we met one. Jesus did it. So we don't have to. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. Hallelujah. The only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You remember Luke chapter 5 when Jesus came and he was preaching. And he told Peter, let's go out. And they'd been working all night and they was mending their nets. And he said, you know, Master, we've toiled all night and have taken nothing. He said, well, cast your nets on the, uh, now. He said, we've, we've worked all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word. What did he say? At your word. I will let down the net, one net. And the net broke. Why did it break? Because he told him to let down all the nets. And he just decided to let one net down just to prove he was right. I mean, if you know too much time, we try to prove we're right and it breaks. If they'd let down the nets, they wouldn't have broke. At your word. Nevertheless, at your word. See, that's what's so powerful, that... Our lives has to be established by the Word of God. See, in our lives. Everything we believe, everything we do has to be. And you know what's astounding, though? Let me read. And I want to go to Isaiah 42. Let me look in Isaiah. I mean, we'd just like a few scriptures today. Can we just go through some scriptures? Isaiah chapter 42. Mm. It's getting heavy up here. Okay. Woo. Isaiah 48, 42, 18 says, Hear, ye deaf, look, ye blind, that ye may see. Who is blind but my servant, or deaf is my messengers that I have sent? Who is blind as he that is perfect? Who is blind as the Lord's servant? You know, that's such a powerful verse. He's done so much for us, and we still can't see. Send many things, but you observe not. Open the ears, but you hear not. 
For the Lord is well pleased for his righteousness' sake, and he will magnify his law and make it honorable. Wow. But this people is robbed and spoiled. They are all snared in holes. They are hid in prison houses, and therefore pray, and none delivers, and for spoil, and none says restore. <clears throat> Who among you will give what? Ear. Who will hearken for the time to come? Isaiah 44. says in verse 18, They have not known or understood, for he has shut their eyes that they cannot see and their hearts that they cannot understand. Why? Because they would not hear. They could not hear. Let me say that again. Because they would not hear. They could not hear. And none consider in his heart, neither is there knowledge of understanding to say, I have burned part in the fire, yea, also I break bread upon the coals thereof, and I have roasted flesh and eaten it. And I shall make the residue thereof an abomination and shall fall down to the stalk of the tree. Now listen to what he says. Talking of God, he feedeth on ashes. A deceived heart hath turned him aside that he cannot deliver his soul. Uh, What kind of heart? Deceived heart. God said about this heart in Jeremiah 17, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who shall know it? That's why he gives us a what? A new heart, a new spirit. Is there, it says, is there not a lie in my right hand? Remember thee, O Jacob, in Israel, for thou art my servant. I have formed thee, and thou art my servant, O Israel, and thou shalt not be forgotten of me. I have blotted out as a thick cloud your transgressions, and as a cloud your sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Sing, O heavens, for the Lord hath done it. Shout, ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, you mountains, O forest, and every tree therein. For he hath redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, that formed thee from the womb. Did you catch that? When did he form you? I am the Lord that makes all things, that stretch forth the heavens alone, that spreads abroad the earth by myself, that frustrates the tokens of liars and make diviners mad that turns wide men backwards and makes their knowledge foolish. Now, here we go. This is where it's going. That confirms the words of his servants and performs the counsel of his messengers. That says to Jerusalem, thou shalt be inhabited, and to the cities of Judah you shall be built, and I will raise up the decayed places. Now, listen. What does he say? That confirms the word of his servants. Who are you? His servant. What did he say he would do? Confirms the word of his servants. You remember in the book of Acts, he says, Now behold their threatenings, Lord, and grant to your servants that with all power we may speak your word. It's not your word, it's his word. you got to catch that. When you speak, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. you got two sources here, James said. Which one's it coming out of? But when you're speaking from the right source, it's his word you're speaking. And grant with your servants that of all boldness we may speak your words, that signs and wonders will follow your word. Amen? Okay. Now what did the scripture say in Mark 16? He says what? These signs shall follow them that believe. They'll cast out devils and do all these mighty wonderful works. And it says, and the Lord went with them, confirming their words 
with signs following. Confirming whose word? His words. Their words was his words. It says he confirmed the word that they were speaking with signs following. See, that's why this thing is so important to me. Because when you're up here preaching his word, it's not your word. We all have opinions. We all have ideas of what we think. But you know, in the light of eternity, what we think matters little. Our opinions won't get us very far. But we have the word of God that lives and abides forever. And that's what's important. And we're living in a day when the word is, is just flat and neglected. I'm, I'm astounded by what I see in the ministry today. I mean, I, I minister to a lot of people that's in full-time ministry. And it's astounding to me that they have absolutely no foundation in the word. I'm talking absolutely none. And that seems to be the normal. And it's not going to get any better, saints. I rejoice at thy word as one that finds great spoil. That ought to be attitude toward this book. As newborn babes, that's the scripture I put down a while ago. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may eat thereof and grow by there. Grow up. And that's when I said I have a newborn that eats every three hours, whether she needs it or not. How often do we eat the word? How often do we allow the word of God to dwell in us richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs? Let the word of God dwell in you richly. You have a choice. Let it, and, and not only that, but God said, I'll put my word in your heart. I'll be your God and you'll be my people. That new heart is something he's already put in there. You don't have to go to the trouble to put it in there. Just let it loose. Let the word that he's put in your heart guide you and lead you in, in, in all truth. That confirms the words of his servants and performs the counsel of his messengers. And see, that's what he longs to do. But when you begin to see when Jesus came... In the volume of the book, it is written, I come to do your will, O God. And, and many times through the scripture, this is what Jesus said. Wow. Jesus said, the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. Jesus said, I only say, and I only do what I hear him say and what I see him do. John fourteen twenty. It says here, let me go on down here in 14, John fourteen ten. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwells in me, he doeth the works. Jesus said the words produce the works. And the works that I do shall you do. And greater works shall you do because I go to the Father. His word spoken produces his works. But be doers of the word, not hearers only. Don't stop it with just hearing it. Speak it. Live it and believe it. And speak forth his word that signs and wonders may follow. The words that I speak. And he said, if you don't believe my words, believe the words. Isn't that what he said to the Pharisees? Look around at the words. If you can't believe my words, look at the works because they produce the works. See, he, 
He says, I will hasten to perform my word. Just speak the word. That's what God longed for. Is to, and see, the word became what? And dwelt among us. What does he want in their lives? The word to become flesh. And dwell among us. And, and to behold the glory. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the miracles. The word that I speak does the miracles. Living epistles known and read of all men. Living word will produce living works. That's when he says, he that, he says, he that believeth into me. Catch that? The works I do shall he do, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. That's another reason he said in Matthew, he said, Every idle word that men shall speak, they'll give an account of the day of judgment. For by your words you'll justify, and by your words you'll be condemned. So what is that saying? Be careful what you're sowing, because death and life's in the power of the tongue. <clears throat> John eight thirty one says, If you continue where? In my word. If you continue where? In my word. Then are you my disciples, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will what? If you'll continue where? In his word. You following me? Wow. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We must learn to identify with his word and not our problems. What did we do? Identify with what his word says, not our problems. We've got to see that. First Peter 2, 1 and 2. <clears throat> Wherefore, laying aside all malice and guile and hypocrisy and envies and all evil speaking, and that's where as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. If you don't have a desire for the word, ask him to give you the desire. Because what is grace? The desire and the ability to do his will. If you don't have the, the desire, ask him to give it to you. It's a gift. He'll give you the desire and the ability to do it. <clears throat> but you've got to desire it. Hmm? Hope deferred, we said, in a coffee shop makes the heart this sick. But when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. It's, and who is the tree of life? He is the tree of life. He is the Word. He's everything. There is nothing we are that He isn't. If you've got anything apart from Him, you got it from the wrong source. Because in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are what? Complete in him. Woo. He satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Psalms 107, verse 9. You need to spend some time meditating in the Word of God. We're so busy about everything. You know, Ross, you're on the road all the time. But you know what? You can meditate day and night while you're on that road driving that truck. You can meditate in his word day and night. Observe to do it all and, and see what he does. Put you some tapes in just reading the word. Every morning I come in here and walk for 30 minutes as much as I can. And you know what I do? I put on the scriptures, the reading the scriptures, and just listen to the word every day. I just listen to it over and over and over. Because his word is a lamp and it's a light. It is life to those that find it and health to all their flesh. You need to let the Word of God. While you're driving around, get you some of those cassettes with the reading of the Word. Just listen to them. Can't you listen to them every day coming and going? And let that Word of Christ dwell in you. See? And it gives you your identity. Meditate on it. Day and night. 
What did Paul tell Timothy? He says, meditate on the words that I've spoken to you. Give yourself wholly, W-H-O-L, to them, that your profiting may abound unto many. Psalms 119, 154 says what? Ask God to quicken you according to his word. According to his what? His word. <sighs> Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his, be- his benefits. Who what? Forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. Is that good stuff? Your identity, you've got to identify with that. We are here as ambassadors of the kingdom. We are here as his representative. So we need to let that dwell in us. Mm. We are sons of God. Meditate on it. Visualize it. Remember what he said about Abraham? He called those things that be not as though they were. He visualized it. And that's the way you do with meditating. And, and you've got to start seeing the scriptures being fulfilled in your life. You've got to meditate and visualize it. There's nothing wrong with visualization. Ah, thank you, Lord. Meditate in there. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your new youth is renewed like an eagle. You know what? I believe this stuff works. I look at Jerry Wilburn. I'm astounded. I remember a few years ago when we had a snowstorm. I don't remember how years, many years ago it was, Jerry, but he's in his late 60s probably at that time. And he's out there shoveling snow for two or three hours out here. I was having a hard time moving it with a tractor. How many of you know shoveling snow is not easy? But look at Jerry. Does he look how old? You 70 what, Jerry? Two. Look at him. You don't have to get old. He will quicken your mortal bodies. You don't have to live like that. You know, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, it'll quicken your mortal body. You let the Holy Ghost live and abide in you, what's he going to do to your body? We don't have to give in to all the things they say you have to give in to. I didn't write it, but I believe it. Besides, we're going to get an exchange body one of these. It's going to be a better body than we got now. But while we're here, his body, our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. If the Holy Ghost is living in us, guess what? Not a bad deal. Mm. Oh, yes, Lord. It does. I've got ATD here. Acquired Truth Disorder. Guess what that is? That's believe one thing one day and another thing the next day. It's disordered truth. Acquired truth disorder is what we're living in. It's true today, but tomorrow I may change my mind and it may not be truth. That's what's in our world today. doesn't matter what, because tr- it has no foundation of truth. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Not only is he the word, he's the truth. He is the seed of truth. Mm. Romans ten seventeen says what? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? Word. word. But the verse before says what? They have not all believed the gospel. For Isaiah says, who hath believed the report? They have not believed the word. So faith comes by believing the word of Isaiah 53. So faith comes by believing what? 
the word. The written word is alive. You know, in Second Peter says we, that we've been given exceeding great and precious promises that by these promises we may be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruptions in the world through lust. Add to your faith virtue, knowledge, temperance, godliness, brotherly kindness, charity, and all these things. For if they be in you and abound, they make you that neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of God. But if you lack these things, your blind cannot see afar off and has forgotten you is purged from your old sins. You got all that? But you know what he goes on to say? But he says, we heard him say on the mount, this is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. But we have something more sure than what we heard. For holy men of God wrote as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. A more sure word. See, a more sure word means it's more sure than what you hear. We heard him say that, but we have something more sure than that because we have the scriptures that tell us what God said. See, and it's a living word. That's why it doesn't matter. I've poured over this thing for 40 years. And you know what? I find nuggets every day. It's impossible for you to get all this stuff. I don't care if you read it day and night the rest of your life. You're going to find stuff that you never saw before. It's an incredible book. There's no book like this. Impossible. I'm getting beside myself. She's going to come up and help me. Wow. Mm. What did Jesus say? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it will be done of you. What's the little word? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you want and it will be done of you. John 14, believe thou that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe for the works sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works shall he do. No, it says greater shall he do, because I go to the Father. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. What is that? Keep his word. That word is not necessarily the Ten Commandments. It's it's what he says. A new commandment give I unto you, that you love one another. What number is that? No. A new commandment is a new word I give you is to love one another. If you love one another. Just love one another. That's the new commandment. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comfort, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of what? That's the word. The spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither know him. But you know him, for he dwells with you, and shall be in you. Where is he now? He's in you. You have not need that any man teach you, for the anointing that you have received abides in you, and you know all things. That's pretty incredible. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Let a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But you see me, because I live, you'll live also. And that day you shall know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. What is that called? Union? You know, two weeks ago we were sitting in the pastor's meeting. You know, we went from relationship 
through exchange to union. And Steve was sitting there and he said, what's the difference as I would that you would be one as we are one? And it just hit me. A union is when the two become one. I show you a mystery concerning Christ and his church. The husband and wife become one. The mystery is that our union with him no longer is two. We become one. One takes you deeper than union. Let me say it again. It's deeper. We went in union with him in death, but we rose with him in one. We've been raised. That's why we are seated together with him in heavenly places. We're not seated on the left and the right. We're seated with him in his throne because we're his body. We're his body. That's why he said, Father, make them one as we're one. What's he saying here? That's the goal. It's not just a relationship. It's not just an exchange. It's not just a union. It's being one with him. How can you make one any less? Can't, can you, Pam? One is one. It's not two. It's no longer two. The husband and wife are no longer two. They become one. Catch it. We're no longer separate from him. We're one. And that's what he's trying to say here. Mm. I lost my place. We will not leave you comfort, he says. And that day you'll know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I I will love him and manifest myself to him. And then Judas said unto him, Not his curt, Lord, how wilt thou manifest yourself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my what? And my Father will love him, and we will come into him and make our abode with him. That's one. And he that loveth me not keeps not my sayings. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. These things I have spoken to you, yet being present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. It ain't another peace. It's him. Not as the world give unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Why do you want to let your heart be troubled? Matter of fact, your new heart can't be troubled. He that sits in the heavens sits there and laughs. I want to tell you something. God and Jesus are not sitting around fretting. He's given us his heart. Don't let it be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Glory to God. You have heard I said, I go away and come again. If you love me, you would rejoice because I go to the Father and the Father is greater than I. And now I've told you before it come to pass that when it come to pass, you might believe. Wow. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you for the prince of this world comes and has nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father and as the Father gave me commandments, even so I do. Arise and go. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right? Romans 10, 8. It's called the word of faith. Now it's the word of faith that we preach. It is the word of faith that we preach. 
It is the word of faith that we preach. If you shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Just believe it. The key is just believe in the word that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It is a seed. Mm-mm. Abide in me and my words in you, and you'll ask what you will. But speaking the truth in love, what does it talk about the washing of the water by the word? Washing of the water by what? The word. Jesus said you're clean through the what? Words that I speak. Washing of the water by the truth. That he may speak the truth in love, we grow up into him in all things, which is the head even Christ. God has chosen us to do everything by his word. Speak the word. Believe the word. But you've got to believe the word before you can speak the word. But see, you can't separate Christ from his word. Hebrews 1.3 says, Upholding all things by the word of his power. By the what? Word of his power. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things that do appear. Psalms 33, 6 says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and by the host of them were the breath of his mouth. He spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Golly. Do you realize that we are here on earth? He sat down expecting his enemies to be made his footstool, and he's given us his word to perform. These signs shall follow them that believe. Go preach the good news of the gospel, and these signs will follow his word. And he hastens to perform his word. Expository Dictionary says of meditate. You are to meditate on God's word day and night. You are to murmur the word or, and speak it under your breath. You are to ponder it over in your heart, over and over. You are to imagine it taking place in your life. You are to converse with yourself aloud. You are to commune with the Lord about the living word. You are to pray his word. You are to roar it out all day long with a strong voice. Declare it to be so. You are to study it diligently. You are to actually imagine visualizing this happening in your life. Day and night. That's what he said in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Read it for yourself. And that's why Paul, he told Paul to meditate on that. Except give yourself wholly to that word that was given to you by the prophetic word. He said, according as, as the presbytery laid hand on you and they gave you the word. You know what's so important for the prophetic ministry? It's for you to understand that God wants to give people a word. A prophet will speak his word. And that that word is spoken from God to that person. It'll bring forth the fruit after it. You know, prophecy there's, there's, that's it's just vague or it really needs a foundation. You, you got me? For holy men, the prophets spake as they were moved of the Holy Ghost and spoke God's word. So... When you speak a prophetic word, it, it needs a foundation of the word. Am I making sense? I, I'm talking over my head now. But the prophets didn't speak their own word. What did he say to Jeremiah? He said, Jeremiah, let me read it to you. Now, this is coming hot off the press. You know what that means? It's not in my scriptures. He said to Jeremiah chapter 1, The Lord said, Say not that you're a child. He said, I can't do this. 
For you shall go, and all that I send you, and whatever I command you, you will speak. Let me say it again. He said, don't say you're a child. You speak what I tell you to speak. And he said, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched his mouth, and the Lord said, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Now, come on now. I got goosebumps. What God's saying, when you speak, I speak. So you be careful what you say. I put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set thee over nations and kingdoms to do what? Root out, pull down, destroy, throw down, build, and plant. How's he going to do that? Because he has God's word, and whatever he said will come to pass. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a rod and an almond tree. Then the Lord said, You have well seen, and I will hasten my word to perform it. What is he saying? I will hasten my word to perform whatever you say. And the word of the Lord came to me a second time. See, all these prophets, God put his word in their mouth, told them to go. You speak what I tell you to speak. See, the prophets didn't speak on their own accord. They spoke the word of God. And what I'm saying is, sometimes you can read a prophecy as long as five foot long, and it has nothing about the word of the Lord in it. We can't be guilty of that. It needs a foundation of God. What's God saying to the church? What is he saying? He will hasten his word. And the thing is, guys, we can't separate ourselves from him. He is the living word. And apart from him, there is no word that we have. I'm nearly through, Jerry. I told you I was going to take your time. You left last week. You know, he's talking about in Isaiah 55. For as the rain comes down, the snow from heaven, and returns not hither, but causes it to produce and bring forth bread to the eater and seed to the sower, so shall my word be that goes forth. Now I want you to see something. We've seen our land for three years dead, really, basically dry. And we've seen what five, six, seven, eight inches will do to cause the earth to bring forth. I'm shocked at some of these lots. It looks like somebody sowed buckets and buckets of weed seed on these lots because they're coming up from everywhere. As the rain comes down, it causes what's in it to come forth. You got the picture? Look around you. Look what's going on. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return void. It doesn't matter what you feel about it or what you think about it. It will not return void. When you speak his word, it will bring forth after its kind. And that's what he said it will do. Do you think the, the natural rain is more powerful than the spiritual rain? Absolutely not. Because he said, I will hasten my word to fulfill it. He longs to confirm the word of his servants. He longs for us to have the word in us and speak the word and behold their threatenings and grant that we may with all boldness speak your word that signs and wonders will be done by the, in the name of the Holy Child Christ. They knew it was him. And he says, by stretching forth your hand to heal. They said, it ain't our hand. When we stretch forth our hand, you speak a word and you stretch forth your hand. It's his hand. Because why? You're one. Duh. I told the pastors, 
The further I go along with this thing, the more I realize how simple it is. It is simple. We're him. The word is made flesh and there's, it is Christ in all and through all and in you all and everything else. Because in him we live and move and have our being. Apart from him, we don't exist. It's that simple to just get over it. That's it. Father, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we just ask you to help us to realize that the power and authority is resting in the spoken word. And Lord, we ask you to help us to to begin to see what you want to do and get a word from you to see your hand stretch forth. And Lord, we're going to see more signs and wonders. We're going to see more things happen as we allow you to speak your word through us and that signs and wonders will be done. And Father, we thank you. You're going to confirm your word with signs following. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, 20 years, I'll preach this again, or 30. This is one I'm going to preach over and over and over until we get it. Yeah. It's hard to believe I preached this when Christy was still eating every three hours. Huh? 34 years.